الحمد لله وكفى وسلام على عباده الذين اصطفى أما بعد فأعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم سبحان ربك رب العزة عما يصفون وسلام على المسلمين الحمد لله رب العالمين اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد وعلى آل سيدنا محمد وبارك وسلم اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد وعلى آل سيدنا محمد وبارك وسلم اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد وعلى آل سيدنا محمد وبارك وسلم You'll find uh, that we often get advice from people or from experts, so to speak, about the importance of having someone or something or some place to be able to lean on. Um, it's, it's not uncommon that we'll be advised or instructed to do something like this, set something up so that in a situation or in a circumstance where I'm going through some challenge or some difficulty, that I always have someone or some person or some being to lean on. Uh, and not just in the face of adversity or challenge or, or, or trial, but also just in general as some, you could say, home base that I can return to uh, on a daily basis. So sometimes people will have, for instance, they'll, be, you know, they'll choose a, a certain family member they know, or a, f- or a friend. You know. They know that no matter how my day went or how my week went, no matter how my life is going, if I turn back to this person, I will feel a sense of contentment, a sense of uh, comfort that I won't experience in any other, in, with any other person. So they'll have this person that they'll sort of, you can say, lean on when, when they need to. Uh, for some people, it's a place. You know, they, maybe there's uh, their hometown where they were sort of raised in. And when they're going through a very difficult circumstance or they're going through some challenge in their life, they'll go and visit their hometown and spend a few days there just to help them reset and find that comfort that you know, maybe they were seeking. And so, so everyone has sort of a, a different uh, object, you can say, that they, that they lean on because it's important that we have something like this both in times of difficulty and in times of ease. Now, what's amazing is for the believer, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has chosen that object for us. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has chosen that object for us. That, I'm saying, I'm using the word object loosely, but Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has chosen an object that whenever we need, whenever we need to lean on something because we're going through trial or we're going through times of ease, whenever we lean lean on something, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has chosen that object for us. And that object is the Qur'an. That object is the Qur'an. You know, it's... The reason it's so... It's such an, it's such an incredible uh, part of our life is because it's so timeless. It's so timeless. Look, uh, you know, no matter what I may choose in my life to lean on, it could be my spouse, it could be my parent, it could be my child, it could be a friend, a colleague, it could be a place, my home, maybe my basement, maybe a book or a, a song or something that I listened to when I was a child. I mean, none of these things are ever going to be as timeless as the Qur'an is. I mean, it, it's incredible that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala chose to send this book down, well, or let's say his word down, and then it survived with such perfection for f- over 1400 years now, and untainted, in perfect form. I mean, what can you and I say from 1,400 years ago? Let's say, let's say, let's just say, a thousand years ago. What can you and I say is still preserved so perfectly a thousand years later? Hardly anything. Ideas? No way. 
right? Theory, impossible. Science, absolutely not, right? People, every single human being from a thousand years ago is, no, is not alive today. And not only are they not alive, they're, you know, some, multiple generations below them are, are no longer here. Place, I mean, what, what place, I mean, with the exception of maybe one or two, like, like the, the Haramein, what, what space, what city, what empire is preserved for a thousand years? Doesn't exist. So just purely based off of the fact that we have a timeless source is incredible. And that in and of itself is reason for us to lean on it when we need. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala chose it for us. You know, it will never pass away. It will never disappear. It will never, until the end of time, it will never be altered or changed whatsoever. Right? It's, it's so timeless. I mean, look, look in this day and age. You look at all the different uh, messages that we read today and all of the different ideas that we come across today. It's so confusing. You know, one day's fa- today's a fashion, you read it 10 weeks, you know, uh, 10 months later, and it's completely irrelevant. You read someone's idea, you wait a few years, and you read it again, you're like, what was this person thinking, right? Because there's, no one has the ability to provide such a timeless message, except, of course, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Right? Look at, I mean, it's not just, um, you know, it, any, I mean, it's, it's funny, it, it's so relevant in this day and age, I think, because we're so bombarded with all of these different messages that come our way, in the form of people messaging us, in the form of uh, videos messaging us, in the form of podcasters messaging us. Every single person has something to tell us. Every single being has something to tell us. Everyone has some message they want to communicate, whether it's the news, whether it's the what, social media, I mean, really just anything. Um, but every, you know, every opinion today uh, becomes, uh, it, one, it's just an opinion today, but ultimately it just disappears by tomorrow, right? Every message that you get today, 10 years from now, no one's looking at it. Every piece of clothing that someone says is the most important thing for you to wear, you know, wait, wait 30, 40 years and it becomes completely irrelevant. You know, so how is it that we find something? So, so if we are going to lean on all of these things, I mean, even technology, for instance, you know, if, if you were to have a, a phone from 10 years ago today, you'd be laughed at. Why? It was the greatest thing 10 years ago. And it was the source of guidance for humanity 10 years ago, right? Because that was the avenue. If you had the latest phone, for instance, that was the method by which you and the rest of human beings that were trying to excel were seeking guidance, now, 10 years ago, you had that same exact device and say, this is what I'm using to, to, to guide me in this world. Everybody would laugh at you. And you take your, your phone that you, you know, paid $1,000 for today and 10 years, 10 years ago, this thing's not going to be with you. It's going to be somewhere in a dumpster or somewhere in a museum. It's funny because, you know, you go to museums and you see these things that are there and you're like, oh my gosh, I thought this was like the biggest deal ever. And now it's just sitting in a museum and you're having to explain to your kids, you know, this is the computer that I had when I was a child. But this was, this was everything for me. This was my source of guidance. This brought me, you know, every benefit that I thought it was imaginable. And now you're trying to tell your children and they're just laughing at you because they're like, what you, you, you thought this was a big deal, right? So, so it's essential to understand how timeless the Qur'an is and the message that comes from the Qur'an. And what's beautiful is that, uh, and there's so many layers to this, and I don't mean to, to extend the talk too much, but I think one layer of it is, 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 so, is so unique. And that is, even if the application of the Qur'an varies from society to society or from time to time, Right? The, the, the application of the Qur'an will vary. Even the interpretation, to an extent, will vary based off of the, the scholars of the day and things like that, or where they're from. The actual text itself is perfect. It never changes. It, never, it has never changed, and it will never change. 
So it makes sense that this must be that text or that object that all of us should lean on, especially when we need it. Especially when we need it. Right? So, um, you know, you ask, for instance, like a hafiz of the Quran. You know, it's amazing. You know, I, and I think with, with life comes a little bit of experience and you start to notice this. Someone who memorized the Quran when they were a child, you know, they go through so much. Go through school. After you memorize the Quran, you go to school, you have college, you go through work, you know, you, you, have, you have a family, etc., etc. But, you know, ultimately, when you put that Quran in front of you and you start to read those words that you had studied, you know, decades ago, it just has such a profound impact on the heart. It's like, subhanAllah, this is, everything else in my life has changed. But that Quran that, you know, maybe was put into my heart by my teacher or by my parents or whatnot, this is the exact same text I was reading as a child. And it's not changed and it's never going to change. And, and put, put the hafiz aside for a moment, right? Anyone who's memorized any portion of the Quran, right? Yeah, I mean, we read it. We read it in Salah every single day. And we just, it becomes um, so habitual for us that we don't really pay attention. But once in a while, for those of us that have memorized that surah, pull out the Quran. Look at the text and be reminded of how much of an impact these few words have had on your life for the 20 or 30 or 40 or 50 years that you've been here. It's very profound. Like, قُلْ هُوَ اللَّهُ أَحَدٌ that, that word, you know, that, or that, that sentence. I mean, how much of an impact, how much of a role has it played? More importantly, how this has not changed through my entire life. Just read the text again. And the text has such a profound effect on the heart because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala chose it to be the object that every believer is expected to lean on. Is expected to lean on. Allah ta'ala gave us a Quran and said, everything else in your world is going to change. People are going to change, they're going to come and go. And ideas are going to come and they're going to come and go. You know, it, it doesn't matter if you are born at the time of the Prophet or 300 years later, or 600 years later, or 3,000 years later, there will be one text. It comes in a book, in a binding. I mean, at this point, it, 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 or it comes, you know, it, it comes in a book. This text will remain. And no matter what changes in the world, no matter what occurs, no matter who comes, who goes, who disappears, what ideas are prevalent, this text will never change. Will never change. And you and I have to recognize that because it's so timeless and because it's so um, unchanged and it will never change, this has to be that object that we lean in on, that we fully lean on when we need to. You know, there's... Um, uh, it's, it's, it's really interesting, right? If you think about in this day and age, let's say someone tells you something, or let's say you hear something on the news, or let's say you read something on, on your device. Uh, everyone, we, we all have our guards up a little bit, right? Because there's a little bit of question about, you know, is this really true? Well, there's so many variables. There's so many questions that we, we, we keep our guard up. One, uh, where did this message come from? Someone says, uh, if you drink you know, three cups of water a day, then your heart will be healthy uh, and you'll be free of heart disease, right? Or let's just give that as an example. Now the question is, where did that message come from, right? What was the intention behind the person who had sent that message? Who was the messenger that then sent that message? Is, is the, uh, has it been verified? Has it been studied? Um, is there some ulterior motive for why this is reaching me? Is it made up altogether, <laughs> right? Is it made up? Is this, uh, you can take any piece of information that comes your way, any piece, regardless of, of where it's read, where it comes from, what the source is, and every human being has a little bit of a guard up. Should I actually take this or not? 
I mean, tell me, when can we just put our guard down and say the piece of information that's before me, I don't have to worry about its veracity. I don't have to worry about the message that's in there. I don't have to worry about, is there a possibility of me not getting any benefit from this? Tell me. I mean, you, you, we, we all feel guilty of this. We watch video after video after video, and ultimately at the end, we're like, well, was that really such a good idea or was it not? We, we take in so much information, we wonder, is this something that I should have done or should I not have? I mean, is there any text or any message that, or, or anything that our eyes can look at? Let's put it that way. Anything that our eyes can look at or our ears can hear where we can let our guard down, feel comfortable that it is true, feel comfortable that it is uh, verified, feel comfortable that the person who's providing this message to me is doing so with my best interest in mind and be comfortable that this is a source of benefit for me if I was to read this or implement it. We cannot find this anywhere we look. The only place where you and I can fully let our guard down is when we take that Quran and we put it before us and we know now that anything that I do with the text of this Quran is 100% going to benefit me. Why? Because it comes from Allah. And that means it's true. Because it comes from Allah, which means every word of it has uh, some, some khayr and some benefit for me. I, I, don't ha- I mean, even if I don't understand the meaning, even if there's rulings in the Quran that maybe don't make sense to me, irrelevant. That's irrelevant. The fact that this Quran is here, I know it's the word of Allah. I know it's been unchanged for 1400 years. And most importantly, in this day and age, I know that the reason it's coming to me is because it's there to benefit me. And the intention is for that and that alone is incredible. I can put my guard down, right? I mean, if in this day and age, anyone, you could, I mean, take it, any news outlet, any media outlet, any podcast, any message that comes your way, anything. There, I mean, it is almost impossible, with the exception of what the Prophet brought us, it is impossible to be able to say that this reached me because someone actually cares about me, and this reached me because it's 100% going to benefit me. There's always an ulterior motive, whether it's finances, whether it's fame, whether it's some, you know, uh, some other objective or ulterior motive. But the text of the Quran, no ulterior motive. Allah gave it to me, He put it before me and said, do whatever you want with this, recite it, read it, Look at it. It will benefit you because there's no doubt in it. So when Allah Ta'ala says in the Quran, ذَلِكَ الْكِتَابِ لَا رَيْبَ فِيهِ That this is the Quran, there is no doubt in it. There's, the Mufassirun mentioned, there's so many layers to this. There's no, we think about it simplistically as no doubt meaning the, it's authentic, right? Like the, the, it's the word of Allah. But there's also no doubt, right? And, and just compare this to every other message that you and I read today. There's also no doubt that the reason it's getting to me is for my benefit. The motive and the intention behind the messenger that brought this to me, the Prophet was for my benefit. There's no doubt, there's no doubt that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sent this as a source of guidance and benefit for me. No doubt whatsoever. So that, that, so it allows you and I to just let our guard down and say, you want something to read, to interact with that will benefit you, that will benefit me? You want something that you can just say, you know, that you can say, I'm fed up with, with like b- being bombarded with all this information. Whether it's true or whether it's not, okay, take the Quran. Eliminate all doubt in your mind. Eliminate, put your guard down completely. Because the Quran is here and it will most certainly give you what you're looking for. 
you don't have to question it or challenging it. Challenge it. Just put your guard down and let it, let it speak to you. Let it speak to you. And this is the reason, this is one of the reasons why the Prophet said in a hadith, فَضْلُ كَلَامِ اللَّهِ عَلَى سَائِلِ الْكَلَامِ that the, the superiority of the book of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala over all other types of text, let's say text, all other types of text, messages, SMS, you know, tweets or whatever, whatever other messages you and I get, is like Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's superiority over, over his creation. The way Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is so dominant over human beings, that's how dominant the Quran is over all other types of speech. Because there is the possibility of doubt on so many levels when it comes to other types of speech. We can let our guard down with the Qur'an. So, it's important for, for us to take heed of this, right? I mean, um, and, and I'm reminding myself first and foremost, because I think, you know, there's obviously so many ways that you and I can take benefit from the Qur'an, right? Of course, it's understanding it, studying it, learning the Arabic, etc., etc. And uh, there's so many different ways. But at a basal level, right, when we're just talking about what should, if, when, I, when I'm going through, you know, w- trouble internally, uh, or the community is going through difficulty internally or externally, and we, and we perceive this, we should have full yaqeen that there's one source that I can go to and it will comfort me. Because this is the same source when I was three years old and I read those letters, this is that exact same source and it hasn't changed. And if I were to be alive, 80 years from now, this exact source will still be there for me. And if somehow I was given life to live a thousand years, this exact source would be unchanged and everything else around me would change. So that means for us, the text of the Quran is invaluable. And for, we, should feel, we should know that when we, when we need to lean on something, more than any song, more than any person, more than any place, more than any other idea that's out there, when I need to lean on something, I have the Qur'an available to me. So practically speaking, that means that every day I have to sit with the Qur'an. Every day I have to sit with the Qur'an. When I'm going through difficulty, I have to read even more. I have to interact with the Qur'an even more. But every single day, whether it's in the morning or in the evening, I have to sit with the Qur'an and I have to recite it. And I have to recite it. And and my intention is, there's many intentions a person can have. But in the context of this discussion, when I put that Qur'an before me and I sit down, and I make my intention. It's that, oh Allah, I've read a million messages today. I've consumed a million ideas today. I've heard things from so many different directions. I have no idea what's true, what's not true, no way to verify, no way to know is it actually going to benefit me. But this Quran that I'm opening up before me and I'm going to recite, I know for certain that just by me uttering the words of yours right now, that I'm going to get everything that I need and I can lean and depend on it. That's, what I, that's how I start. And every day, you know, 15 minutes of, I'm reminding myself first and foremost, every single one of us, especially, you know, us that are here in this gathering, should absolutely be sitting with the Quran for at least 15 minutes a day. At least 15 minutes a day, we should be sitting with the Quran. And we can't make excuses. I mean, if you say, I don't have time to read 15 minutes of the Quran a day, check the screen time. If the screen time says you, we, you and I have spent more than 30 minutes on our screens and absolutely we can cut that down by 15 minutes. And I, I'm saying 30 minutes because I know that that's not the case. Most of our screen times, you know, the average American is in the range of about four to five hours a day. There's no way we can say to Allah that those four to five hours a day I was reading messages that were relevant and that were of benefit to me. There's absolutely no way. 
we can absolutely shave off 15 minutes of that screen and place the textual screen of the Qur'an before us, look at it and say, this Qur'an is what I trust. I know its source is, 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 is authentic. What's contained within it is, is true. And every utterance that I make of it is absolutely going to benefit me. Right? I mean, there's so many hadith. The Prophet says, whoever recites the Qur'an, one letter gets 10 rewards, even if they don't understand it. Right? The Prophet said in another hadith, Iqra'ul Quran fa innahu shafi'u al qiyamah. That recite, read, recite the Quran. Recite, meaning make, read the words. Because it will be the best form of shafa'ah and intercession on the Day of Judgment. I mean, there's, there's, there's numerous, right? Iqra' wartaqi waratil. Recite it so then the Day of Judgment you'll elevate in your rank. So, innumerable benefit to it. But in the context of this discussion, and in this day and age, when you and I all need something that we can come back and lean on, we should absolutely trust that the Qur'an is the best source for us. And the way we exemplify it is by physically sitting with it, facing the Qibla if we can, but it doesn't have to be, but sitting with it for a few minutes, maybe 10 or 15 minutes a day, and just reciting it with the intention that this message that I'm reading now is absolutely for my benefit. And you put the Quran away. Now, you can, you know, obviously do this on your device and things like that, but there's just something special about physically separating all the noise and putting that physical mushab before us. Right? Or if you choose to use a device, it should be a device that has nothing else on it except for the Quran. There's no possibility of stimulation, distraction, switching from here to there. Just the only thing you could do is open the Quran and recite the Quran on there. And it should be done in such a way, like, I mean, look, it should be done in such a way that everything around us is removed. It shouldn't be that, you know, midway through or checking this or checking that. We're, it's just, this is my time to lean on that source that is of absolute benefit to me. So my hope is that I myself and all of us um, really start thinking about this more deeply. And I've, I've seen, it, it's interesting because, alhamdulillah, I've interacted with many scholars and many of our mashayikh over the years and what I've seen consistently is that as they progress in their maturity, uh, spiritual maturity, which is of course far beyond any of us, more and more you'll see that as they progress, meaning even in age, their message always evolves into coming back to the Qur'an. It's very remarkable. You know, it, it may char of course the Qur'an is always the foundation of everything we learn, but this, this idea of depending on it because there's nothing else you and I can trust the ulama and our mashayikh, they really highlight it the more senior they become. Because they, they've seen it in their own life now. Dealing with communities and people and society and the world for so many years. And then seeing what works and what doesn't work and seeing, you know, what human beings have trusted and not trusted. Ultimately, right, everyone comes back to saying this basic thing, which is return to the Qur'an. Just love it, read it, be with it, and know that this is for our benefit. And there's nothing that you and I can lean on that is that uh, and th that we can fully let our guard down, which is just an incredible blessing in this day and age. You could talk to your, I mean, talk to any colleague at work or any friend, and tell them, tell me what you can read, what message or what video you can see where you can say comfortably, I can let my guard down and let this thing fully consume me. Tell, ask, ask, challenge them. Nothing. Those, no, no, no. But it's, there's a possibility. There's a possibility it's not true. We have the Quran. We're so, we're so fortunate. So may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant you the tawfiq to, be, uh, to recognize the, the value of reciting the Quran. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala allow it to be that object or that source that we continuously lean on. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make us uh, from amongst those who spend uh, ample time 
uh, trusting it and reflecting upon it and reading it and, and hopefully implementing it.